and welcome back to the All I Know podcast. We're continuing on with the Star Wars The Clone Wars review, and we're on Season 4 now. If you haven't taken a listen to Seasons 1, 2, 3, I really guarantee that you're going to love listening to them. But Season 4 is up, and this is one of my personal favorite seasons. It has my favorite arc in it of all time. And uh, it's just, I'm going to need some help doing this one, because there's a lot of really good episodes. But he's back, ladies and gentlemen. The man, the myth, the meme. Take it away. All right, I'm Ricky Kim at KimCheezus.exe on Instagram. I am back. I'm glad to be back, Trey. Yeah. I'm glad to have you back. So, uh, I think that we did a really good job of doing these other ones, and you know, just have to have you back. We it's a lot do of the next fun. Ones. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for having is, me. This is the halfway point, so we're let's, almost there. Let's dive right into it. Uh, <laughs> All right, and <laughs> oh, diving into episode one. Is I hate that water war. Water War. God, that was awful. It was horrible, but not this episode. Water War was excellent. What a phenomenal way to you showcase. Like I loved it. I the like introduction it of the underwater Clone Wars, and you get to see, you know, a little bit of world building on the little bit of, like, the lore of Star Wars in itself. The Calamari. The, the Calamari. We and, get to see the ships from the right? original trilogy. Uh, we also get introduced to, uh, Kit Fisto's back. He's got a bigger presence here. I think our main crew here is Anakin, Ahsoka, Kit, and Padme. Yes. I think that's pretty much our main core, and we're introduced to Prince Leechar, who, don't know if you know this, do you know where Leechar gets his name? No, I don't, actually. Some of my listeners will know this. I actually said this back in my Clone Wars tier list rankings. Leechar comes from Charlie, like the tuna. Oh, Charlie Tuna. Dude, I rem- Oh, okay, yeah, no, I remember listening to that now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm always gonna show- I think it's just so funny. Lee Char. But, you know who else we're introduced to? Captain, Captain Akbar. I love it. Not yet Admiral, but Captain Akbar. Like, you get to see- you know, Admiral's- Admiral Akbar is mostly beloved in the, you know, Return of the Jedi, his one-liner, and it's he's a like funny fish man. And but you get to see where he gets his clout from, his military mm-hmm. career, because not every single like every single crusty old general you see up uh, on you know any like mil- actual military board, they come from somewhere. They've served their time. They've done their they've done their work, and so we get to see where Ad- Admiral Akbar comes from. Yep. So I think it's really cool if we get to see this uh, civil war of sorts between the calamari and the coral, which I think it's really interesting. If you've got these two really big races we on have- one planet, one wants to go stay with the Republic. And one wants to join the Separatists. We've got the Fishies wanting to be with the Republic, and we mm-hmm. have the Squid People wanting to be with the Separatists on the non-Separatist side. They have General Rip Tamsin, oh, and I think cool he was—I think he was badass. He he's was so brutal. intimidating. He is. I think he's definitely one of the most brutal mm-hmm. admirals and generals we see. The Separatists have a knack for choosing some particularly efficient generals, and I yeah. think Rip Tamsin was an excellent pick to lead this campaign. I mean, you want to talk about Met Bike? I think that this arc is just fantastic. If we just get, you know, we're introduced to everything. And here's what I really liked about these next couple of episodes. Like, they're not guaranteed to win. Like, you really think they're going to lose because they're on the run for most of the time. If we get to see the Aqua Droids coming back again, 
and those big, you know, like squid machines really being used underwater. Oh, yeah, that was, was kind of cool. It was really cool. I mean, but just, you know, we're going to move on into episode two of all the scuba clones and the Mon Calamari. They've lost, but the Republic says, you know what, here's what we're going to do. We have some aquatic allies. Let's ask the Gungans for help. And I thought this was super cool, seeing the Gungans fight underwater. Because, like, in Phantom Menace, we got to see them fight on land, but, like, they're right. aquatic. The, yeah, they're, like, amphibious creatures. And, you know, for once, you mm-hmm. see Jar Jar not being too incompetent for yeah, once. Yeah, like, he oh actually my God, contributes. I forgot Jar Jar was in these episodes, because Jar Jar wasn't awful. He was actually a contributing factor, which is, yeah. I think, a cool side to see. Yeah, and that's like, actually really Like, sick. he was made into, like, a military and political power mm-hmm. for a Gungan. He's, he was at he's still an idiot. Right. But like, but he, he he does have his moments. Yeah. And, I mean, that's all there really is to like, the episode 2 Gungan attack of, you know, the, just the Gungans show up, it's more of the war, this is more of just like... But even then, like... This is more the, of an action episode than anything else. You see a little bit of that doubt seen in the leader of the Quarrel, because he's just like, oh, I don't trust Griff Tamsin. Like, he's having second doubts, and it's shown really well. Like, we know he's going to betray Griff Tamsin eventually, but like, what's going to be the cause? And eventually we see, like, oh, he's a good person. He doesn't believe that, like, this should be happening, which leads us into episode three of the arc, Prisoners. And so you see a very young king. It's that it's that stereotypical, you know, you see that archetype a lot. The young king, too, too young to rule, but still having that courage and wanting to do right by his people. Yeah. And, I, you know, there's plenty of ways you could have messed this up, and I think they did it very well. It's cliche, but I think they did it really well. Yeah, it's cliche, <clears throat> but I think they got it done well. Cliche right. does not mean bad at all. I mean, it's cliche. It's like, kind of like a King Arthur type, but right. who cares? I mean, like, they did it well. And he also reflects, again, with Ahsoka on this episode a lot, because it's Ahsoka is there to protect him, but I feel like Ahsoka would be doing a lot of the same things Lee Char is doing in this scenario. I just think that, you know, just a lot of similarities. I think it's it's a really good kind of reflection of younger Ahsoka, of like yeah. wanting to be courageous and brave and wanting to be the hero, but you know, Ahsoka has learned throughout her time that mm-hmm. you know, being being a savior and helping other people means sometimes you gotta, you know, pull back and think a little bit and there have to be sacrifices that must be made. And keep in mind at this point they've been kept on their heels, that they've been on the run for quite some for two episodes, now mm-hmm. three, and you like you feel like this co- continuous like losing feeling, and Rift Hampson has brought in mm-hmm. he, these jellyfish-like weapons. If you remember that, where yeah, like, which was really devastating for the Gungans as well, mm-hmm. and that really contributed just to their loss. Obliterated, them. I know, and just like every single time you feel like they might be gaining some ground, they they take one step forward mm-hmm. and two t- two steps back. And which, and also just to talk about because you know in this episode the prisoners are Padme, Jar Jar, Kit Fisto, and Anakin. And, you know, we talked about this again in, like, Seasons 2 main theme really was, like, that horror film. And, like, when they were, like, locked up in those eels and Rift Hampson, mm. you know, like, punctured Padme's uh, What's helmet. It? Yeah. Like, you get that real sense of, like, stress and urgency. Like, it was just, I thought it was... And Jar Jar saved her. Yeah, Jar Jar <laughs> just actually did something smart. 
And to, you know, close this this uh, arc off, we have Prince Lee Char actually going toe-to-toe with, with Rift Tamsin. And, wow. Which was really cool to see because it's finally... Because we get to see this king actually fill into that mm-hmm. role of being not just a leader but also a warrior to his people as well. And kind of symbolically, you know, wanting to fulfill that ambition of wanting to help his people on the front lines as well. So. Yeah. That's that just kind of shows how the Mon Calamari and the Corn work together. And the- really good arc. I mean, if you don't like this arc, I don't know what's wrong with you. I mean, you'd have to be a moron to not like this arc. Yeah, and it shows the brutality of the Separatists and they're how, willing to do anything. Right, and the loss that because at, without the influence of the Sith, the Separatists mm-hmm. at its core are just planets that want to leave the republic yeah they, all have, they have, have to do cause. all they have to do is fight to the point where the republic wants to give up they don't have to have total victory mm-hmm. they just need to be able to have enough influence to split off from the republic yeah and they definitely got to that point we saw that last season in episode 10 heroes on both sides but moving on episode four shadow warrior just a little bit of a filler arc but oof rip captain tark Rip, rip Captain Torples, dude. Yeah, rest in peace. But also, Grievous got nerfed. Like yeah, a bitch. Grievous lost to the Gungans. Like, if you want to talk to me about like how Grievous is a good character, I'm just gonna point you to season four, episode four, where he loses to Gungans. Like, he just, he lost to Gungans. And also, Anakin lost to Count Dooku in a pretty like dickish fight. Like, Dooku was just like just dicked on him this episode I mean but like you see that it's I feel like it's really building up that comeuppance for yeah. Revenge of the Sith because every single time Anakin encounters Dooku he's being tossed around and mocked by Dooku yeah, only just... to end up being slain by that guy like if you, yeah. if you go into the the bounty hunter arc where Obi-Wan goes undercover which is going to be a really interesting oh, one to cover I can't wait, I to, can't get to, wait to get to that but you get to see Obi-Wan and Anakin duel Count Dooku Mm-hmm. Count Dooku praises Obi-Wan all the time, but co- constantly mocks Anakin. He does, and it's, it's just funny. It's, and it's ironic knowing Count Dooku's, you know, his comeuppance is due. Yeah, and Anakin he's going to get what's one. his. Exactly, and Anakin deals it with, you know, cold, unflinching, do it. Yeah. Alright, so these next two episodes... Do you really remember these that much? I remember Captain Wolf having to deal with the little Alina, uh, like the weird yeah, little, little tiny people. Oh, it's going to be one of those missions. Yeah. The, yeah, so we're talking about uh, Episode 5, Mercy Mission, and this is a C-3PO and R2 episode. And I actually liked this episode. It was a fun little, like, just side adventure, just... You know, C-3PO and R2 are on a mission. These are our OG mm-hmm. droids. So. Yeah, the OGs. <clears throat> and they're just on a mission to help out... Uh, the clones. The clones. Do a humanitarian relief mm-hmm. effort. Which is earthquake, which mm-hmm. is really cool to see the Republic mm-hmm. do that. Which is actually a really accurate representation of what our actual military is known mm-hmm. for doing. Um, I learned throughout my time that Air Force actually does a lot of humanitarian efforts, constantly delivering supplies, food water to all these uh, suffering countries in our actual world so it actually shows the the humanitarian effort side of the military and the military does tend to get a bad rap of course they've done some questionable things throughout our uh, world history but but we're not also, getting into politics right. not of course not on this show it, it's i'm just saying it's a really cool little nice uh comparison to like the military is not just war fighters but yeah. they're also humanitarian uh it, 
mm-hmm. in their efforts sometimes. Yeah, <clears throat> and it was also really cool just to see like uh, R two and C three like solve the river, mm. so, uh, like thing. It was pretty cool. And then the next episode, Nomad Droids. It's kind of like the same thing of uh, C three P and R two. I didn't like find this one as droids. much. I th- I found it funny because like the pit droids are like controlling these people and Maybe these primitives yeah, Terminator not, they're not even primitives they're just like stupid people no I, but C-3PO says they're primitives I think well yeah but C-3PO is also a moron that's so. true like that's about it it's just a fun little like side adventure episode C-3PO can canonically fly a Y-Wing oh that's the, oh my god I <laughs> is there something for you guys that is canon keep that in mind so if you talk smack about C-3PO he's got a bomber I'll still talk smack about him oh oh. alright now this is I think this can be guaranteed as very many people's favorite arcs this is definitely up there it's my favorite it's your favorite for sure it's very close for me it's a very close tie but not not my favorite arc oh my god unfortunately but what a great 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 episode we get this opening landing in the dark in the trees we're going to the jungle this is Vietnam this is the Vietnam of the Clone Wars baby we got the helicopters the LAATs coming in the gunships we got explosions going around people are dying left and right falling into booby traps and and the creatures and the environment and just goes to show it's how so the, cool this is the menacing. fog of war like this if you study military history this is fog of war at its prime and you get to see the clones we working the, with Anakin. we get the cool kids exactly. we get the cool clones club the exactly. ccc the cool yeah. clones they're back we have fives we have hard case we have jesse, jesse we have kicks we have tup and then you have you know rex. dogma rex is, like, there. rex is there and yeah. we have like dogma and then dogma dogma, dogma. And then, and then, and then we also get you know the little appearance of we get some Anakin of Waxer Boyle and Cody Anakin Obi Wan yeah and um, so we get you know episode seven we get Anakin he's here and then at the end of the episode it's oh Anakin the uh, Chancellor has requested you back here's the uh, like I get remember the uh, this is like the commercials like. The substitute teacher. That was like the Cartoon Network Are you commercials. Just like, do you ever have a teacher that you just wasn't as cool as the other one, and they just went from Anakin to Pongrel? Oh my God! Enter like Pongrel. And that's what the uh, <laughs> that's just what the ad was for. No, that's a really good. Com- that's a, that's it a good, was. That's a good comparison. So then we get into episode eight, the general, and so, uh Krell. Looking back on Krell's ideas, Krell is just this brute force push forward no matter what and we get really we get to see the competence of clones of we see rex and fives go this is not a good idea like this is not smart and it's really weird because we're not we're used to seeing you know the jedi being in charge like yeah he's the one getting orders but like the Rex, and, right. Rex is the one that's really making the decisions here. Right. And you see, you you have Fives on one end of the spectrum, you have Rex in the middle, and you have Dogma on the other. Mm-hmm. We have Fives really vocal against uh, against uh, Pongrel, and all, Pongrel draws his lightsaber on him. Well, like, you know, that's kind of, that's like working under, I don't know, like a colonel in the Air Force, and you're, you're private. And he or, just... And he just draws his rifle on you yeah. just because you spoke out of turn, mm-hmm. like that. That's you know that's kind of a red flag out here. 
Rex is a little combination of Dogma and Fives, where Dogma, on the other hand, is it's very by the books. Good soldiers, right, good, good, follow, good soldiers follow orders. And then Rex is a little combo of both. He's kind of torn on both sides. He yes, because he has the responsibility for his men, but he also responds to mm-hmm. in to he has to report to the, his higher ups. Yeah. So he he wants to look out for his boys on the ground, but he also he has to actually answer to his officer. And it's actually a really good parallel to actual military, where a lot of enlisted men hate their officers because these officers walk in very pompous and thinking they know everything and they have everything by the books and you have to respect their rank on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. And the enlisted men hate it because these officers aren't necessarily as experienced. And as Rex said in the very beginning of the movie, uh, the Clone Wars movie, Ex- ex- my book, ex- every experience, experience makes everything. everything. And, you know, it's a really good parallel, but we see that Pong Krell actually has an ulterior motive. And mm-hmm. keep in mind, these troopers, even under Anakin, are suffering heavy losses from mm-hmm. the get-go. And now it's we are now... It's so much worse. It is. Because you're not fighting battle droids here, you're fighting the negative on Barnes, who have technology right. we've never seen before. Like, in episode 7, we saw, like, those weird centipede things, mm. some just really weird stuff. And then in episode 8 here, those massive tanks. tanks and like the and the the, the the their air the their air superiority the tanks that that weird centipede crawling tank yeah. that that big one and like, like the, just the, the the rocket launchers didn't mm-hmm. work it's in what they had to do was they had to use their own technology we had fives and hard case who snuck behind enemy lines and saved them and of course they almost got punished for it but you want to get into punishment. Episode 9, Plan of Descent. Did you like this episode? I like this one. I yeah. liked it. This episode was really good. This was, unfortunately, had the death of Hard Case. But this was an episode where the they're being overrun. Yeah, they've made a little bit of ground. They've but captured. The, um, they've captured this mm-hmm. airfield uh, u- using the weapons technology to save the five hundred first. But um, but now they are being forced by Krell's manipulation to march straight into the capital, which they are trying to take. That is their mm-hmm. overall objective. But they can't get to it yet because they have to help the two twelfth before mm-hmm. they can. And the problem is that they've the Trade Federation, like that ship, is, is continuing supplying. to slang. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So if I remember correctly, that those supply ships have these one hundred ton like megaton yield missiles that will completely eviscerate the, that's like a shit ton of atomic bombs equivalents and mm. they're being forced to march in the open to go help the rest of the invasion force to take the capital and the the, the it's already proven that the main road is mm. riddled with mines and traps and you know now be on top of these missiles and being supplied by uh the, the separatist fleet up above you know the only way to to prevent that from happening is to d- directly take out the these supply lines by infantri- infiltrating enemy lines which but is a sound of logical they idea. just can't so they so fives hard case and who was the Je- was Jesse. it Jesse yeah Jesse and Jesse had to basically commit an act of treason going against direct orders and say, no, we're not going to go through with this plan. We're going to figure out on our own. And they end up succeeding because of, you know, Master Skywalker's help. Really? Yeah. They said, oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they said yeah, 
General Skywalker taught me this uh, this trick. trick. It's not he spinning. T- he told me whenever they he was like a kid, he destroyed one of those by himself. And you got to hit the reactor from the inside. Mm-hmm. So, so Hardcase really... has to sacrifice himself in order to do that. So even Anakin is leading from without Anakin's even being on the influence line. is still there. And you can see that how they look up to that general compared to the one, and you can really see it's taking a toll on mm-hmm. Rex as well because they go up to Rex and say. Yeah, we're gonna commit treason now. And he's just like, oh, fine. He's like, I can't help you if you guys get caught. And you can see it's tearing him apart because he knows it's a viable plan and it's the way to save more lives. It's a risk worth taking. And at, at the end of the episode, Krell is going, okay, execute them. Yep, without even... Well, actually, we'll, we'll get to that later on the next mm-hmm. episode. where Alright, episode 10, the carnage of Krell. Oh my god, this, this is, episode is like top... Five episodes of this series. It really calls into question oh. the ideology of these individuals of clones oh and why they fight. God, let's let's get into the let's try and get into it and then we'll get into the themes because we're probably going to spend like five minutes on All this right. episode alone. So basically, the rundown is is now that that Fives and Jesse have been caught for treason, um, they are to be court court martialed at and first and then executed. Mm-hmm. But then Captain Rex goes and tries to appeal. To, to you know save their lives but that only no worsens this, this situation and Pong Girl says yeah just go ahead and go forward with the execution mm-hmm. and uh, they refuse to do that after a passionate speech from Fives and everyone you know the firing squad mm-hmm. just they all miss and Dogma's the one that's leading the firing squad and Dogma's like no we have to do this like we have to because, like you know, he's he's a more stick up his ass, mm-hmm. more like kind of like almost like Echo in a sense, where he's like he's got to follow by the book's orders, but not yeah, as like but, stiff. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it's, it's in the it's in the name. He's very dogmatic when it comes to his approach in the military. Mm-hmm. But with Fives, he's that prime arc trooper material mm-hmm. where he he's is, a complete individual. Right to the Kaminoans producing this kind of clone would be defective in their mm-hmm. eyes like he's he would be in perfect physical condition but his free thought process would be looked down upon by the Kaminoans and after that they go to confront Krell and well no that's well, not, not, not yet, yet. No, this is no, when we get Rex there. Rex goes to confront Krell and Krell says I'm going to have you punished but instead here's what I'm gonna do he he claims that the Umbarans have gotten into Republic supplies and are wearing clone armor to trick the uh, trick the rest of the Republic army to kill them by you know kind of secret, which is against you know Geneva Conventions. But then again, there <laughs> yeah. are plenty of other war crimes, especially Anakin it's, committing. This is Star Wars. Yeah, this is Star Wars. Um, and then so, and, so Wait, this is a war crime that Anakin is not committing. I know, right? This is weird. I don't like this. Right, but <laughs> only Anakin commit war, war crimes. crimes. Because he's uh, he's Darth Vader, and then so so the five of first go out to intercept these clones, and so they encounter each other. They're taking fire, and they're suffering massive casualties. And then, in the heat of battle, Captain Rex finds this uh, these mimic clones, quote unquote, and these are they're wearing two hundred twelfth armor. But he notices because one of the helmet came off just a little bit. Then he notices it was a. Um, these aren't Umbarans. It was a clone. These were... They were doing... This was friendly fire. Mm-hmm. Like, and Do you remember how, how you reacted whenever you like saw that reveal? For, I like, think, so far, this was the 
No, goosebumps. The... Like even I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it now. That's how I react. Dude, I goosebumps. got. I've still. I like, I just got chills thinking about because it it's oh, like he tackles a 212 and he's literally standing there risking his both of their lives mm-hmm. from taking crossfire from either side, and you know and screaming and pleading for his brothers to not kill each just other just out of a pure desperation. And it's, I mean, like this is a sign that like can it moves a lot of people to tears because it's like wow this happened because imagine manipulating say the army and the marines to fire against each other thinking that they were enemies like that's sick and especially when they're all brothers together like it's by blood and you see we see the deck the de- death oh, of lieutenant, waxer lieutenant waxer at this point like he which was, is that was just brutal if he dies with a tear on his cheek because he died in friendly fire I mean it this was just a devastating moment and like this is like this is like the final nail in the coffin Rex Mm -hmm. can't do this anymore so Rex and all of them just go to confront Corral and right so Rex takes command of both the 501st and 212th because Cody's nowhere to be found which is weird well actually Waxer was a lieutenant that's right because Waxer was leading that platoon Mm -hmm. And so it's it's nice to see that Waxer got the credit he deserves in a way, not being mm-hmm. an art art trooper, but definitely being in. He was a lieutenant, role. though. Yeah, so that was really nice to see him promoted to that level, mm-hmm. and so they they take he, Rex takes control and they confront him in the control tower of the captured air uh, airstrip. And oh my god, the and it, it gave me that episode three. It's Chancellor Palpatine. It, it's then. treason. Then he literally says, "It's, it's treason, treason." Then oh my. god. And Krell, Krell I, turns out to be a Sith. He was agent. a traitor. He was not. He wasn't. He wasn't a Sith agent. He was a Sith agent. Yeah. No. 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 Oh, he, no was, he wasn't. He, not. He, yet. he was. Pro, he, was he was prospecting. He was like doing tryouts. His he own was trying tryouts, to flexing. Like, yeah. To flex on Count Imagine if he did defect successfully. Oh my god. He would have been a crazy general to deal this with. This is th- probably the best fight scene in the Clone War. Like you have to admit, as much of a scumbag as Krell is, yeah, he's so cool. To I see. think this fight scene's up there with the Maul Insidious one. I think so because you get Krell with his dual, his his two dual bladed, bladed lightsabers, lightsabers. and four arms, Grievous type beat, and he just takes out all of he these clones, decimates them, and then you know what he go just to flex on him. He goes, I don't need these lightsabers puts them away and just goes hand-to-hand combat and he's laughing like, breaks like someone's back like kills yeah he banes that boy like it was dark and the only reason and why he, he lost yeah he it, it, like here's how like he got gimmicked yeah that's how he lost is he just got gimmicked he got vietnam booby trapped uh, it was tup who like tricked him into uh falling into a sarlacc and then he got stunned and then we get another great scene of Rex comes down they have they've have they have mm-hmm. uh, they have Krill in the brig now so they, he's in prison the Umbarns are about to come and attack and they have to make the choice of do they execute Krell or not so we see Rex in this big boy seat going can I do this like he's about and, to commit Order sixty six, like right now. That's what I was thinking. Like I said, I was like, "Is this Order six? Like, are they about to do this?" And Rex doesn't do it. It's dogma. In a really, really cool twist, you see, yeah, like you see the DC seventeen blaster pistol go off, the one that Rex always mm-hmm. uses. But it, it was, was really, it was. It, you you would think it was Rex, but Rex mm-hmm. is like, 
holy shit, what, wait a second. Do this, and we see Dogma, Dogma just lose it because he's like, he was a traitor and all of this stuff. Like, Because Dogma, Dogma was the most loyal through it. He was... He was such a loyal follower, and then he was—he was so blinded by his mm-hmm. loyalty that he lost his brothers, and that just broke him. You know, they say you know the most heartless people are the ones who cared too much, and that's kind of what we see here in translation. Yeah, and uh, just the end of this episode, we see this full circle of Rex going, like realizing this and going, "What's the point of all of this? Like, once the war is over." What's the point of because us? these guys are slaves? They, 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 like, mm-hmm. if you look into the uh, like extended lore, these guys have senators trying to fight for you know the, their their citizenship, what they're gonna do after do. They don't have a plan of action for when mm-hmm. w- what these clones are gonna do once the war is over. It's it it's was dark. It, it was it was you. tough, and so the questions that we never get to answer because they weren't meant to make it that far. Mm-hmm. They were meant. To, they were a tool in Sidious's grand scheme, just one of many tools. Mm-hmm. And you get to see this powerful this arc overall, four episodes total. It's and such a good arc. I mean, this is my this is my opinion the best arc. And especially like if you think about it from like a military standpoint, about like what point do you go about following orders? Because you know, mm-hmm. you know, even in like, oh, just just thinking about like, to what orders are we supposed to follow, and how do we think for ourselves What's in the best limit? way? And like, there's something about like a navy captain who, who went against orders and went against his complete c- chain of command. He was in charge of an entire aircraft carrier, but he was so worried for his men below him that he let them all go home so that they wouldn't get any sicker on, on that aircraft carrier. And that was in direct violation with orders, mm-hmm. but he cared about his, his his brothers too much to let them stay, so that was yeah. really cool to see. Yeah, just such a good art. And it was devastating. It was this, emotionally tolling. You, We have three seasons. This takes out of me. We, out of, like, this entire art just takes it out of me. Like, I need, like, an emotional break from this episode. And it's just it's just so sad to see because it's, we have three seasons worth of character development that these clones have have a unique personality. And have their rock bottom. Like oh man, like this is like this was their Vietnam. This was literally their Vietnam. It was written to be and that way. You want to talk about rock bottom? Here's the next arc, the Slavers arc. Mm. You want to talk about rock bottom for Anakin? Oh boy, Anakin reaches his rock. He. Am- He's coming. Him and Obi-Wan reached their rock bottom on this. And especially with Tannikin, because he's now coming face-to-face with the scars oh. of the past. So, episode, so season 4, episode 11, Kidnapped. So, this affects... At first, this just affects Ahsoka and Anakin in this right. episode. Because these are Ahsoka's people mm-hmm. that have been kidnapped by the Separatists. Peaceful people, mm-hmm. by the way. And Anakin, who sees these Zygerians... And says they're slavers, and you know Anakin was a slave, and that's something that haunts him to this day. And he blames that slave mm-hmm. system for the pain that his mom went through. And yeah, he he. Everyone knows how far he would go for his mom, even the women and children. And <laughs> and and you get to, <laughs> and you get to see you know you get to it really is kind of jarring where Ahsoka asks like mm-hmm. is Anakin alright like, like Anakin does not talk about his, his past. past and like you, you we see, get a hint of that in the Star Wars movie, movie where he's just like I don't want to go to Tatooine and, but then that's as far as Ahsoka goes and she doesn't really question it and it kind of you know makes me mm-hmm. a little bit upset that they don't have that level of trust yet but it, it makes sense because like 
I feel like there would be things that like you're like that you just want to hide like that's something Anakin doesn't want to dig up mm-hmm. but I mean we see we first get like a really cool fight scene with Obi-Wan and we see those Droidica snipers Oh yeah, but then it turns cool. out they can't find the colonizers anywhere and they've actually Which, been led into a trap mm-hmm. so they've kidnapped the Ahsoka's people and there's no life forms to be found in the city or the planet actually at all and there were actually now bombs planted all over the city, and Anakin and Ahsoka are sent out uh, to defuse them while Obi-Wan stalls the Separatist general, the Zygerian, for time. Yeah. And, you know, you get to see Obi-Wan's prime example of, you know, trolling, where he's, yeah, like, you know, oh, always, yeah. like, trying to stall out the general and always fucking with their mind. Mm-hmm. And so we get to see a lot of humor coming out of that, and Obi-Wan takes a fucking beating from the Zygerian. Yeah, like, and then he just gets to beat him yeah exactly once like once Anakin's like alright we're all good Kenobi lets him have at it but you know at the end of the day they might have gotten this general they might have saved the town but there was no one to save Mm -hmm. at at that planet so they have to go find these lost people and so that takes us into episode 12 ooh okay first the episode title Slaves of the Republic what a good title that's symbolic as hell what a good title and second Wow, like so, so. First, we get you know one of the funnier lines of, you know, the role of master just comes natural to me, <laughs> and then we also get to see you know we get to see Anakin being his charming self, charming the queen, which was kind of unexpected, mm-hmm. but like you know I'm about it, which like, is it was fun to see, and then fun. you can see Ahsoka just, like no losing her <laughs> cool a little bit. Just, she like rolls her eyes and just like I hate this guy. It's like it's like you know if you if you're a young, younger sibling and you know your older sibling's out and about trying to stunt yeah and they're looking kind of dumb while they're doing it. That's exactly the feeling like you mm-hmm. get from that, and uh, you get to really see Anakin would go to such great lengths just to exact revenge on these slavers. But also the thing is, they are on the downhill right now, and they are they don't have the upper hand because these Zygerians have obi-wan they well they kept the the plan is is just to find them and then obi-wan gets caught caught and then in a very return of the jedi-esque scene we get anakin kind of just attempt to save obi-wan and we also see rex try which is really cool because rex lost his general and now he's acting on his own volition to find his way to rescue general Mm -hmm. kenobi and it's really cool to see that non-communicating but synergy between anakin and and rex trying to free obi-wan but they both get caught anakin is held against his will as like kind of like I guess, like, the, the Queen of Zygeria's the uh, queen, trophy, trophy... The Queen simping for him hard. So bad. But also, in a way, like, flex, like, I got Anakin Skywalker, mm-hmm. and... Just, like, take that, Dooku, like, check this out. I got the famous Anakin Skywalker. And Obi-Wan and Rex are sent off to a prison reform mm-hmm. camp. And, wow, dude. It's brutal. Obi-Wan. Here's what's... The Zygerians are just so good at what they do, is because... They punish Obi-Wan for trying to help others. It's and so... they don't punish Obi-Wan. They punish other people. Like, and it's... Oh, it's heartbreaking to see And if that, you like, see Obi-Wan's entire life story, he's always living mm-hmm. in service of someone else. He's always everyone else's shield. And if you see his, like, lightsaber fighting style, he's 
literally the top dog when it comes to form three, which is a very mm-hmm. defensive style uh, of lightsaber combat, and that just goes to like translate into Obi Wan's personality. He's not very skilled at combat, but oh, he's yes, very, he is. Yes, well, he I is. mean, yeah, he's but like very I'm talking, skilled at combat. but it's because he's a tank. Mm-hmm. He can he took punches and kicks from cyborgs like Grievous and he's like survived so many explosions but not only that he's mental resilience as Mm -hmm. well he's actually broken in this moment like this is the lowest moment he gets like even with Maul he doesn't sink this low like his fellow prisoners and slaves are afraid of him against him they're afraid of him because they know that if he tries to help them they'll be punished and Obi-Wan's all about helping people that's like his whole it, life thing he it always, breaks him and he's like oh my god like I'm literally now helpless and powerless mm-hmm. and there's nothing he can do and Anakin is you know oh, just as helpless yeah because his like Obi-Wan he's always about trying to help people mm-hmm and Ahsoka's also now in prison somewhere doing her own yeah, thing Ahsoka's been in prison during this entire thing but because then, she's uh, like a false slave yeah but then uh, episode 13 Escape from Cadavo. Uh so the queen oh boy just, no, this is where Dooku comes in she, she, there's she, always a bigger when, fish yeah there is always a bigger fish and this is when she realizes oh I am a slave even though I am the slaver I'm a slave to Dooku and so Dooku ends up killing her because, you know, she bites off more than she can chew and she chokes on it. No pun intended. <laughs> Actually, no, full pun intended. But Anakin escapes with Ahsoka and it's pretty cool. We get to see the wolf pack and Plo Koon. And, you, and when Anakin is actually mm-hmm. saving the queen, it's kind of weird to see that he's kind of like cares about Yeah, I know, right? He's got, he's got like, was it, was it like, not, not what syndrome was it? Uh, Stockholm? Stockholm syndrome, a, a little, little bit, bit, yeah. I think, and but like, it's, but at the end of the day, he he doesn't want to see anyone really. I think he just was mad because he couldn't kill her himself. Mm. But like he he like he like he but there was, I don't know. He says that he didn't care for her dying, but just some part of me and his uh, like body language and just the way yeah. he said it was like maybe he, maybe he did care life. a little bit. But like, Anakin so, cares too much. But we get to see uh, General Kenobi doesn't want to take the life of an unarmed person. But, you know, Rex being uh, the military man that he is, like like a police officer would, kills an unarmed man with no remorse. With an electro staff. And does not get in trouble for it at all. Because Captain Rex is a badass, and he can do Mm -hmm. whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, don't kill unarmed people, though. Or just don't kill people in general. That's what I say. I'm very anti-murder myself. (laughs) Are you anti-murder? No comment. (laughs) But, um... But that, that's the end of the arc. Yeah, really good arc. But you get to see all everybody just at their rock you, bottom, and you can really ex- like you. You can. This is Ahsoka's first con. Really, her first first real contact with Anakin's history real side, like, like his dark his, side. She's seen his dark side, but not like this. And but she's like, maybe like she, but she seems not to just like. Ah, uh, she's like worried, but like she loves her master so much mm-hmm. that she's like. I'm not gonna question it too much, and you yeah. see that you see that later in the upcoming bounty hunter. Uh, uh, bounty you just want to get into this now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. All right. Episode uh, fourteen: A friend in need. So this is a little filler episode. Um, going back to heroes on both sides. If you guys remember Lux Bonteri, I love Lux Bonteri. Lux back. is back. And 
Lux gets him as a you know as a teenager. He's going to get into really dumb situations, he's especially edgy. now. He, this is his edgy phase. Exactly. Yeah. Then this is his edgy this phase. This is his edgy phase. He lost his mama. He wants he he revenge on Dooku because he knows who went after his mom, mm-hmm. and like he doesn't have a pet dad. He decides to join up with Death Death Watch because is, Mandalorians. This is why? the way. It's, this is the way. This is the uh, way. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so and then you see Ahsoka getting involved and. Mm-hmm. She's like, dude, why are you doing something dumb? And Lux is like, just believe me. And you get to see a little kind of... Can, can we talk about one thing real quick? I want to talk about the like this snow planet that they're on. Yeah. Super cool of how it has to do with Japanese culture. Yeah! I just want to talk about how cool that is. I love is. the aesthetic. It was it's super cool. It's such a cool aesthetic. With like, It looks like cherry blossoms. The snow. The architecture. It's not like blizzard, but it's yeah. like... There. It's such a cool planet. Like I wish we could have seen it more. It was aesthetically pleasing, it's, not unlike unlike any other like the ice yeah. planets we've seen where it's just it's dry just, and barren. It's so cool, and we get this. Oh man, Ahsoka versus Previsla. Who like? I think this is like again just to like chill for Previsla. Went toe to toe with Ahsoka, who she's not in her prime yet, but like. This is an Ahsoka who stalemated Grievous. Like, this is a more powerful version of that. Like, And keep in mind, Ahsoka does have a lot of talent as a Jedi. And let's, also, let's also, also being... point out, she decapitated four people at yeah, once which in is, this episode. Which is like, oh, kid show, am I right, huh? <laughs> I saw uh-huh. that as a kid. Like, this came... Because this was in, like, yeah. 2011. And I was like, oh. So we're going just... there and there. She... And also, like, Free Vizsla, again... Committing war crimes here. He's uh, killing innocents. Yeah, just like burns Hostages. down like they're like and for what? Like what was his purpose? Like he just like here's your granddaughter back and then just puts the dark saber into her back. Which is brutal. You can like 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 oh like pre like, like, is like that imperfect embodiment mm-hmm. of that warrior culture. He's it rem- the Mandalorians kind of remind me of like the samurai throughout the entire period. Yeah, of that's Japan. what that's what they're supposed to be. Really? Okay, yeah, so that's, that's what really they're based cool. That's of. neat. Then that's really nice tribute to that Japanese yeah. aesthetic. It's like he there because you know. You know, Mandalore itself is trying to move to that peaceful, more unified government while he's traditional to, like, yeah, you know, he doesn't just... want to move into the era where the warrior Mandalorian mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore. And you can see his brutality, his fighting prowess, and we'll, we'll get to his true peak fighting prowess <laughs> later. <laughs> oh, it comes but next season, next exactly. episode. And one we'll, more week and you one guys more week, get baby. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> and then, so, and... God, here comes the... I don't think we need to talk about that episode anymore. Alright. I want to move on to the... Alright, this, this, this is the juice. This is the beef. Oh, this is, like, season four and season five have, like, the best arcs. Like, this is, like... We're talking about this is a peak now. We have this reached is, the top we and we're only setting the bar higher. peak. Like, this but is it. Let's talk about... Go ahead. How does it open up? Okay. Anakin, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan. They're just chilling, doing their thing. And then they encounter a bounty hunter... And the bounty hunter kills Obi-Wan. Like, mind blown. Like, wait, Obi-Wan can't die? He's in, like, A New Hope. This is Coruscant. Like, they're on their home world, their home front. They can't, he can't die. And we see the funeral for everything. And Anakin's livid. Like he just—he's not even like he—he he looks he, like he's simmering. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a fucking flame lit under his yeah. like you know ash. he is. And Satina's back there and crying because you yeah, know. Yeah, Satine was there, and we see he's alive. Like it was just a plot because 
the Jedi are just the Jedi. The Jedi are taking over. <laughs> but so like Mace Windu just says, hey, we're going to hire this person to kill you. So here's what they do. They kidnap his assassin and then they use his face like they take his like face like some kind of like injection yeah, so yeah they, they completely obi-wan shave everything it was like a plastic surgery mm-hmm. in a sense so then like he looks exactly like his assassin and then he goes into prison we get to see boba fett and bosk which is pretty cool and he meets up he's trying to get in with morala Evol because he's got a plot to kill uh sheev palpatine and it runs into a problem because who's also in the cell with Marlo John Evo? Wayne is freaking He's back, back baby. baby. The gunslinger himself, Cad Bane. So it's ah, oh, and we get to see them escape in this episode. You get to see how badass Obi Wan is oh, without his fucking lightsaber. So cool. He walks into that prison and he really he, owns it. He He's stabs like, like that. The shark, shark guy with the with the knife, like with his fork, fork and the just fork. Like, Hey, this food sucks. Maybe you taste better. I'm like, like okay, so Obi Wan. Like okay, somebody just popped off. They use but, the same voice actor, which is really cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And then we get into episode 16, Friends and Enemies, and it's like here's the really cool dynamic. Cad Bane does not trust Obi Wan at all well, for good reason. Well, what's his Rako Hardin? Rako Hardin. That's his call sign. But now. we're gonna call him Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Just to keep the confusion at a minimum. Right. But, like, Morale evolves. Like, he's a big fan. Cause he's like, oh, you killed, you killed Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Holy shit. And, like, he, he's proven himself in their mm-hmm. prison escape. Like, he's yeah. proven to be helpful and resourceful. But Cad Bane, sus- like, has his sus- suspicions. Because, of course he does. Because Obi-Wan hesitates to actually shoot a clone trooper. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they were going to either get caught or they had to kill this clone trooper. And, and he hesitated yeah, and Cad and- Bane noticed. Mm-hmm. And then he and then that ended up making things worse for their escape, but we get to see more of Nal Huddle, which is really cool. The slime ball planet, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool. I liked how we got to see like uh, them kind of shopping for gear and stuff. Like it's just like a fun little thing to see them like, oh look, bounty hunter target. Yeah, and cat and Cad Bane is not Cad Bane without his hat. Yeah, so, so he gets like a, he, he gets, gets a new like one. It's not the same stupid one. Some. Some some dumb hat. It's not the same. It's it not. Just feels wrong. And then so they they go get their weapons and you know Obi Wan is still like trying to shift off on mm-hmm. his own and Cad Bane's formulating a way to get himself away from this Reiko Hardin fella mm-hmm. or Obi Wan. And they they he's Cad Bane's just trying to ditch Reiko Hardin. And what's really cool is we get to see Anakin's hot on their trail because like he's just like Reiko Hardin just escaped. I'm gonna go get him. And he's like in a silent flurry. He's at this point like we talked about last episode with savage event savage oppressed being a force of nature this anakin is on a mission he is nothing's gonna stop him and i think it's just really cool to see that moment of just like anakin's doing whatever he can to avenge his master like he's consumed with vengeance and it's just and Ahsoka's tagging along, and although she can just mm-hmm. notice, like there's a like, there's like half of her she's like, "I feel for you, bro," but, but then another t- half is like, is like "Wait, wait a minute, let's, wait let's, a minute, let's chill out here." But then, and then so you know, Obi Obi Wan gets ditched, and um, and somehow they like by coincidence, by some mm-hmm. miracle, the guy who was running the car dealership has his brother 
uh, a couple, like a moon away, uh, running their own fuel station. And the thing is, they sell the cars with only enough fuel to get to that next yeah, fuel. Yeah, which is really, it's which is big business. Th- that is prime. Honda Onaka would be <laughs> shedding so a tear. Funny. This is it. This is business. This is a it's prime so business. Funny. I'm telling you. And it is so funny. It's such, it's such a like, little funny running gag. And then. Yeah. And then we just get to see all three of these parties of Obi-Wan, a.k.a. Rico Hardeen, meets up with Morale Evol and Cad Bane. It's really cool how Obi-Wan and was then, resourceful and like... Yeah, I mean, like, it's Obi-Wan, dude. He didn't get anything done. And he was like manipulating the huts to get there, so... Mm-hmm. And then we also get to see uh, Anakin and Ahsoka meet up, and we get Ahsoka versus Cad Bane, and then... Obi-Wan, Rico Hardian versus Anakin. Anakin knees him in the nuts. Dude, Anakin gets his shit rocked, though. Like, Obi-Wan puts him in a chokehold and then just, like, sends him to sleep. And he's just like... No, 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 no. Anakin Anakin fakes going to sleep after Obi-Wan's, like, got him in the chokehold. He's like, it's me, dude. Relax. And Anakin's like, oh, shit. Time to, like, fake death. Oh, is that what happened? I thought yeah. he was actually... No, 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 no. Yeah, like, he's, he's got... He's, he's So, like, Anakin okay. is, like, beating the snot out of Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan's mm-hmm. like, come on, bro. Please, please. And yeah. so he gets him in the chokehold. And then we get... Ahsoka distracts him with yeah. Cad Bane. And then and he's like, bro, chill out. It's me. And then Anakin's like, oh, wait a, wait a fucking minute. Time. And then so he fakes his going to sleep. And then Ahsoka comes in to protect... And Anakin and then Rayco Hardy and Cad Bane were like, let's let's ditch and let's get let's blow this you know let's hang let's let's hang glide up this loser and pour yeah. him, and so that's where uh, we go where we go now we're going to the box the box pulling out a coupon a lot but this was I love this what episode a, this episode is also probably like another top five or this one's probably top ten I can think of like five episodes that are better than this one like definitely a top ten episode. Because you really get to see how fucking slick some of these gunslinging money chasers cool, are. Like, bounty hunters were always cool to me, like, as a kid. Right, but you get Even to see them back being cool. now, like, it's just them being really cool. Like, Boba Fett in episode 5 stood there and looked pretty, but, and like... Everybody was obsessed with him exactly. because he looked so cool. But now we get, like, all these people that look cool and are cool. And, you know, Cad Bane's gonna make it through, of course, because mm. he's Cad, Cad Bane. Bane. Cad Bane... <laughs> Here's how much of a savage Cad Bane oh, is. Oh, boy, I love this one. He's... <laughs> He sees a guy wearing a hat. He says, nice hat, and then kills him. And he's, he just takes the hat. And then he looks at Obi-Wan and goes, what? It's a nice hat. And the thing is, it was his OG hat. It looks, like, I don't you know get... if, it was an o- if it was his OG. But it looks exactly It looks like... really close to it. And so then it's like really funny because like his twin brother was just like watching. He was like, oh, you just killed Kill my, my bro- brother. Bro- for a fucking hat. He's just like, he's just sad. It's like sad boy hours. That's like, hey, yo, nice Yeezys, fool. Where'd you get them? Bop. And then <laughs> yeah. you take them. They're my Johns now. Yeah. But, oh, man. What a... This episode's so cool. You get all these trials. And it's like, Obi-Wan's really, like, carrying this team. Yeah. And, like, what's really cool is we get to see, like, the roles reverse of Cad Bane and Morallo Evol. Of, like, Cad Bane now really likes... Obi-Wan and Morale Hall is like mad because Count Dooku's just like hmm I like maybe Reiko Hardin should be in charge of this because like Reiko Hardin proves that he's a team player as well and especially yeah. with this kind of job they're about to pull off like you need to be able to work with a group of people and I think that's what's like big here I think that's what they're looking for and Cad Bane mm-hmm. is like yeah you know this guy is really pulling his weight I trust yeah, him he's so. just like I like him and then so like we get through like some of the stuff just like really like the traps are really cool, and 
it's just really interesting just to see. So, oh man, like the plasma. Oh, that and thing. like like Obi Wan is like resourcefulness, mm-hmm. but also like showing off his brain, but also being you know yeah. like, tough ass about and it. And also like oh the sniping thing was just cool. And then I used to kill like, par ones for a living. Like, yeah. what? And then he dies. I thought he was gonna be cool, and then he wasn't. No, no, no. The Parwan guy was there in the whole final assassination plot. The tentacle floaty boy, the one that. Oh yeah, that guy. I thought you were talking about uh, the guy who was cocking and was like, "Oh yeah, I got the sniping job." Oh, that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He the was, Parwans he was, was. I like that. I like Parwan. What was cool, but then the sniper shows Obi Wan is fully capable of anything. Like, so all just gets and, uh, like triggered, and then like Cad Bane comes in clutch and saves Obi-Wan says you want to kill him kill him like a man because he's a, like I said before Cad Bane is a professional and professionals have standards and mm-hmm. I and I love Cad Bane for it he's ah oh, what a just a total Chad moment and then we end up seeing uh Morello evolve being just, punked out of his job yeah Cad Bane Ca- is now in charge yeah Count is just like all right I'm putting Cad Bane in charge and Cad Bane is totally for it so Oh man, it's just the box is just such a good episode. As long as the price is right. Yeah, as long as the price is right. But now we get to get into episode eighteen, Crisis on Naboo. Now we get to actually see this plot that they're looking the for. Plan. And so now Obi Wan's in, like he's in. He's part of the the main team. I'm in. And you know, Cad Bane is now the big boss, and then Morale Val is being sidelined to being the getaway driver. And which, he, he's kind of tilted about it. Yeah. He's like, whatever. But like, Count Dooku already knew something was up with this Reiko Hardian character, and he's did he? I don't mm-hmm. remember that. Yeah, because like he like like there's like he's like there's something up with that Reiko Hardian, whether it was good or negative connotation, which is really un- yeah. it, it was unclear. But Count Dooku had some weird feeling about mm-hmm. him. That's why they rigged him to be the sniper and have like that the. Um, the, the 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 voice what was it the commu- commu- communicator yeah in the um, in the sniper box mm-hmm. and so you know we have these like four other bounty hunters doing a different job Cad Bane doing another and we have Morale Eval as the getaway driver and they are yeah. now planning to kidnap Chief Palpatine Obi Wan is put on sniper duty and he's overlooking the entire festival while Chief is doing his thing they they invade well no the bounty hunters enact their plan and it's a really cool thing where it's they get such a cool it's like a um, what am i thinking mission of? impossible type I was, I was thinking more of like oceans 11 type of like the heist you know kind of like uh now you see me yeah like sense. it's kind of it's like one of those typical heist movies like again showing how well this show like dave filoni can do other themes like it's just and genres really. yeah it's just these different genres like we get like a heist like a western type and so surprise surprise they fail because obi-wan stops them obi-wan gets to be the hero cad bane's mad tilted he's like i knew something was up with you 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 yellow belly coward and mm-hmm. and it and so they fail to capture the chancellor mm-hmm and you know everything seems right with the world and yeah. then you get to see Anakin's like, uh, like Anakin just vibed in with Sheev and then in a scene very reminiscent to episode 5 uh, Empire Strikes Back we just see Dooku standing or sitting at the end of a table oh yeah and he's just like oh 
I'm glad that you could join us. What's up? Let's eat. And then, you know, like... Anakin's uh, like, oh boy. Anakin just gets his shit kicked yeah. again. Well, actually, he did have Dooku on his tail for a little bit. But he then, did for a little bit, but like... But then Dooku got the upper hand. Upper hand and, because his, his main goal was to get out of there with the mm-hmm. Chancellor. And... Which didn't work, but I still I didn't get that whole point. Right. I think they just wanted another fight between Dooku and Anakin. Actually, meanwhile, so because like they they like, so Obi Wan figured out that the actual bounty hunter ploy was not the actual kidnapping job. That's right. It was Count Dooku who was supposed to be kidnapping the Chancellor, mm-hmm. and that he found out because Anakin said something to him while they were like trying to like pack up and go back to the capital because they're like oh we thought we foiled the plot and obi-wan's like uh, like it was my decision to hide this, this like this job from you and Anakin's like how many lies have been told by the council and then obi-wan mm-hmm. goes back and he's, he checks his sniper position his gear and he finds out he's been he's been he was you know, bugged yeah he was bugged and he was uh he, they found out he was obi-wan and a traitor and so they're like ah so here we go and now obi-wan realizes oh no i've been duped and so he goes to help anakin mm-hmm. and they retrieve the chancellor but not before letting Dooku, Dooku escape escapes. and so all Oof. part of sheev's master plan jeez how many bangers of oh my god we just have like umbara like everything i think the every, prisoners everything except then we get for that death watch episode then we get everything except for the droid ones has oh contributed majorly to the plot or character and then we get another absolute massacre banger. this is this is a this episode oh killed it massacre mass episode 19 massacre we they killed it with this episode did, shut up. <laughs> and then so we so we have count dooku's former estranged apprentice um, Ventress, Asajj Ventress, and she's, she's just chilling on Dathomir, mm-hmm. having a good time, doing what witches do. And Count Dooku's like, "Yeah, no loose ends. I'm sending my other pawn to go take out my former pawn." Mm-hmm. And Grievous, wow, this was is which once again shows how dirty he plays. Grievous is this is like the Grievous I wish I got to see more of. Because so like, here's what's really cool. Grievous brings in his droid army, and Ventress goes, we need an army to stop them. So what do the witches do? Bring back the dead. Undead army, which is kind of... Oh, so cool. And we see this battle. We get to see Ventress fight Grievous. Grievous one-on-one, but don't expect... Yeah. like They have, like, I challenge you to a one-on-one duel. If I win, you leave. Yeah, uh, no. You win, then, you know, whatever. But Grievous doesn't pl- fight fair. Grievous ever. doesn't play by the rules. Do not ever count on him fighting fair and so on when he's put on his heels for the slight second he unleashes the droid army on the entirety of dathomir and the mm-hmm. night sisters and what oh man like ventress gets Gr- injured grievous just slaughters everyone and the night sisters truly believed in Asajj. like they mm-hmm. they were like that was her their general and they and they followed her to the death the night sisters are just ex- Almost extinct now. Like there's yeah. just there's just Marin, from, the the Fallen Order. Yeah, from Jedi Fallen Order, Ventress and Mother Talzin. Mm-hmm. That's all that survived, and wow, like this is just, whew, it takes the words right out of my mouth because it's it's devastation. Like we ever really get to see because you see like Ventress she's like she feels like she's finally gotten away from mm-hmm. Dooku and the war and then and then the war finds her here he comes to take everything from her now she has to go get a new fresh start 
and how do you do that when you've lost everything like this is the second time in her life majorly where she's lost everything because you find mm-hmm. out of her backstory you know that she was a former padawan apprentice and her master dies in her arms yeah it's it's and it's tough for someone who's just like you know and now she's lost so much. everything again. again. She, she has to start over. This is her third time she's had, or fourth, yeah, third time she's had to start over. Yeah. Once was a Jedi, then became a Sith assassin, then a Night Sister, and then now, and now episode twenty, four twenty, she gets Let's to go. become a bounty hunter, and she's good at killing. So why not put well, it to use? This is such a cool episode. I love this one. This we, is such a cool. Episode. We get to see Boba like kind Young of start Boba, coming right. into it as like he's now starting to become that soon to be badass the next cad bane mm-hmm. we get to see dangar and boss we get to see so that robot that spins yeah. around and shoots which it's is nuts so cool i love it wasn't embo in this one as well no embo was not in this really episode. oh yeah like this was just such a cool episode and we get to see ventress kind of like become herself mm-hmm. because like, she yes. has some kind of like she has a heart mm-hmm. like and which is really cool because we get to see at the end of the episode of like yeah i am evil but i'm going to do something good like because it, evil people can do good things so well, she, did she wasn't was right remember she was a jedi at first she so, was like but she's inherent- also done a lot of evil. right she so, killed a lot of people like dude in season one she stabbed somebody in the back yeah but like she kissed colt while right. she killed him like right but like that just goes to show the great capacity that someone has with all that mm-hmm. power that they can do either great good or great evil and I think inherently someone I think she's someone inherently who was good but just has suffered so much let the mm-hmm. you know those dark feelings take over but and let her guide her through those times but now she's back in super she, cool episode yeah I really loved what they did with Ventress's character she kind of reminds and, me of like a dark Ahsoka yeah that's what the parallels really mm-hmm. are and it's just man it's just so cool I'm oh, I mean I and this. it felt like it felt like it was like a western train hunt you know like it was like, it was like, like a, the bandits are coming mm-hmm. after the train and you gotta protect this train while yeah. you're having a shootout and it was a lot of fun it was you get to see badasses and you know Dengar just says a couple more words and Poodoo. standing around <laughs> I just I just love it like it's just Poodoo. it's just fun and like Ventress just like dicking on Boba the entire time it's just like shut up kid and like you guys have ever seen Yu-Gi-Oh yeah, no. I don't no, know. you haven't. There's a scene with one of the characters, and he's just like, Who's the kid? And she's just, this one, the kid's just like, Who are you calling a kid? And he's just like, I'm calling you a kid, kid. <laughs> like, just like the vibes I get from Ventress and Boba. Just because like, Boba, like, because Ventress is not going to take shit from everyone. Yeah, no, she she's used to, like, she's a powerful, like, she's she a well, uh, you know, like, Sith third in line to, yeah. like, the third most powerful, like, the most powerful being in the universe. She, like, she had influence, she had power, and she's good at her job, and mm-hmm. she, it, it finally feels like she's, you know, she's got a lot of questions to answer, but she still finally feels like she's starting to get somewhere, even though she just lost everything, so. Yeah. It was but a good fallback for her. Mm-hmm. And now, oh. The male side of Dathomir. Oh, oh, oh. So oh. now, oh my God. after after Savage was oh. betrayed and went back to Mother Talzin oh my God. and asked what to do next, and now that tease from season three oh. comes into full circle. This is the this is magnificent. Oh, brothers, this is brothers, episode twenty one, brothers, and you like, get to see just Savage like desperately looking for his brother. 
and he's he's leaving a wake like of destruction in his path. He's just looking for him with his magic Jack Sparrow compass. I know, right? And he ends up finding him. And what a mess he is. We see, we finally, after, this came out in 2011, 12 years, 12 years, we see Darth Maul return. And, and he's literally only held together by anger. He That's all he's held together with. And we get Sam Whitworth. Sam Whitworth, I love you. Dude. Please. I, I love please. you. <laughs> Sam Whitworth, please do more Star Wars. Join the show. God, dude, I'd love to have Sam Whitworth on the show. Sam Whitworth, the invitation will always be open, no matter what. But, oh, oh man. And, like, his, his, like, you can feel the brokenness. This is a he, man he, literally too angry he, he to die. He's reciting the Sith chant of, like, my bonds will break free, or like the chains will break free. And I love the, I just my love the lore be being. Broken. It's like, oh my god, and it's not spoon fed to you. It's like you no. know the lore is just being kind of put out here and there, and you get to see like this is someone who is truly broken and consumed by their hatred. He went in, he's just insane, and we get to see Darth Maul bring him back. And it's got like these creepy spider legs. The spider legs are just weird. I wasn't a fan of them at first. Yeah, I like that's something I like whenever I'm telling people like, "Hey, Darth Maul's back." It's like, don't, doesn't he have like those weird spider legs? I'm like, stop. He, he gets he gets that, real. He legs. gets legs. Don't worry. They're, it's just in this episode and like the beginning of the next episode. Like, it's okay. Like you can see like his horns have gro- grown, grown like he has like kind of like you like long hair and like mm-hmm. unshaven. You kind of gone to become the nut job. Yeah. Like um the cast Tom Hanks and cast yeah right? yeah but, but somehow he's still comprehensible mm-hmm. enough to like you know understand a little bit of his brother and when he hears like the Jedi and like that triggers him like Kenobi is just like <laughs> and, and then so the the magic compass leads them back to Dathomir and, and so we, that gets us into episode twenty two right. revenge. revenge um I just want to make sure and check what. Uh, this if is we before... had to rank season finales, I think this one's the third best season finale. Hmm. I think this is just uh, just above the Boba Fett one, uh-huh. but just under uh, season seven, the series Right, finale. so it goes season five, yeah. season seven, and then season four. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's yeah, my agreed. list. Top three. Yeah. And, oh man, because like, you know, what we are giving back more. He's He's back, and he here's what's really cool. He knew the pl- he knew the Clone Wars was going to happen ten years before it happened. He's just like, oh, they began without me, and it's such a cool realization. And Savage gives him back his lightsaber, and it's wow. And so what? What's the first thing Maul does? He wants Kenobi. He's like, I'm back, round two, baby, let's go, and. Whew. He goes. He's what brings the attention of the Jedi: slaughter of the innocents. And it's like this shelter on this planet it's that just Maul like this colony, and it eviscerates. Like it's literally just, eviscerates. It's and like, just him and his brother, and it's all burning in flames. And that that picture of Maul on top of like the rubble the, with the with the flames on the, the back, and it shakes. Ball was such it's a like poetry. It rhymes. Character. It's 
he's so consumed with revenge and he oh him and Maul and they capture Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan has to save but people. now I want to I want to take a look at their their dialogue and their interaction mm-hmm. I like to I like how Obi-Wan's like looking at this hologram message of Maul slaughtering these colonists without hesitation mm-hmm. and Kenobi's like this can't be real this must be some deranged monster I must be seeing yeah. this but a part of him knows that's him and when he goes to the colony and faces Maul and Savage like Maul calls him out and and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan acts like he doesn't remember him because mm-hmm. he wants to rattle Maul because that's the way you get to this kind of enemy. And he to does. Act like he, he did and rattle Maul and then Maul rattled him right back. That's But that's the thing because no, I don't think Obi-Wan truly said it with conviction because I think he replays that memory of Qui-Gon dying in front of him every single day. I don't think mm-hmm. he truly ever forgot Maul. And that's why he studied Maul's forms exactly. so much. And, why he taught it to and so he might be saying, "Oh, I don't remember you," just to get get to Maul a little bit. But and also I think just I, for confirmation, right? And I think Maul does truly like could feel that Obi Wan didn't forget him, and that's what that got that got the best of Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. And you see Obi Wan and Ventress team up. Well, let's talk about how Ventress gets involved. Right, she's in a cantina, probably on Mos Eisley. I'd like to assume. And she overhears some other bounty hunters going, wow, like, a hundred million credits for this, who is this savage oppress? And I just, I love that, because, like, that's how, that's how I said it. Like, that's all I, how all we said it. We that's how said it. I said it. I was like, oh, yeah, savage. And it's like, no, it's savage. Like, that was just Dave Filoni, like, saying, like, listen, Actually, uncultured swines, it's savage. And so, and now Ventress has to go clean up her own mess. And we get to see... This is another, like, top five lightsaber duel of... I think there are, like, five red blades in this lightsaber fight. Just red on red on red. And mm-hmm. red... And, and Ventress is right. Red does not look good on Kenobi. No. But you but Ventri- see... But, like, so they take Obi-Wan on his ship, on their ship, and they're, like, beating him. Like, he... Obi-Wan can't take a beating, but, like... The thing is, like, Obi-Wan is unbalanced, mm-hmm. and Maul calls him out for it. Yeah. He's like, I got you where I want you. Yeah. Like, you may have had a couple more years of experience, but I've been waiting. I've been game planning. You may mm-hmm. have forgotten me, but I've been working. I've been working He's and been grinding. He's been grinding. Exactly. Grind don't Simmering. stop. Grind don't stop. And thinking about this day, just to get, get, get back at him. And, you know, Ventress is there just to spite Savage. He's got, like, this two... Two grudge matches going on, and, and they and they really is they need to get it out they need to get out of there mm-hmm. they need to book it and they escape by the skin of their teeth. But man, season four, what? And that leads you to the question: What the hell is Maul's plan? What, what is he like? How would how does he get fit? to see it in season five? And oh, tune in next week to find out because it is going to be. So good. It's gonna. Oh man, this is like this is. I think oh. by far this is my favorite season. I think this season is, five. Is this my has favorite. to be my favorite season too. I mean, like we'll talk. We'll definitely be comparing season four with season five because I we'll we'll get into it. That'll be next time. But, but uh, what, what about you? What's your favorite season four episode? Uh, yeah. for me, definitely Carnage of Krell. Uh huh. That is such a good episode of oh i i just can't talk about it enough between you know the friendly fire the fighting between 
Krell and all the clones. Like, what a fun. Not, it's not fun at all, but it is just emotionally taxing. It's just such a good episode. I love the Embar arc. The Embark is my favorite arc in the show. It takes place over the Seeds of Mandalore. It takes place over the Ahsoka arc. It is just so good. And for me, I like I love like don't get me wrong, I think the the Umbara arc is phenomenal. Yeah. But I'm going to have to say that Deception. Deception is That's my, a good episode. Deception really, is my favorite one. We I think. really got to see Anakin. Like, I I love seeing Anakin being that pure, unbridled what if Darth mm-hmm. Vader didn't have the Darth Vader suit? Like, yeah. What 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 it could have been and what it's, he and it shows that that apprentice master dynamic and like Ahsoka's like, hmm, like is, is this, this really right? Work? Yeah, and but she still goes along with mm-hmm. him. She doesn't call him into question. Yeah, which is it just goes to show how how loyal she is to to him. And I like and oh, I just love seeing unbridled Anakin. That's yeah, my favorite. Season four is one of the best seasons. I, it's definitely goaded, and mm. I can't wait to see, see like the original finale of that time Mm -hmm. season this is the original finale so we are we are there yep tune in next week next week is probably going to be or probably one of the longest the longest episodes by far i will go off this one's gonna be a long this one's already long enough and if you guys made it this long please give this a shout out on your social media i'd really appreciate it because i want to see this grow and i'm actually putting in a good amount of work into this but just give this a shout out share this with your friends if you've got friends that are in star wars send them this stuff if you've got friends that are into basketball send them my one basketball podcast i will be doing more basketball podcasts in the future i already have a couple ideas and a script in the works for one already so he's got a lot of projects lined up everyone please 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 be anticipating grow like follow all i know podcast Mm -hmm. on instagram and uh, please, please, please definitely give all this stuff a listen. It's definitely worth your time. Yeah. All right, but thanks for that. All right. Good to have you back again. And of course. And we'll see you guys next week. That's all I know.